Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season three of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, February 12th, the year of our Lord, 2023. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with the lessons learned from the Word of God. Ladies, let's pray. Our God and our Father, we bow our heads and humble ourselves before your throne of mercy and of grace. As we begin our Bible study, we ask you to join us in the study of your Word. Anoint my lips of clay so that your Word goes forth and spirit and in truth. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross so that you only are seen and heard in this Bible study. Anoint us with strength and self-care today and always. Bless us with patience and wisdom. Encourage us to choose your way and to behave well. Lord, lift us up for your blessing today. Will you bind the powers of the spirit of darkness so that not one evil deed is met against this ministry or these your people. Bless each person within the sound of my voice and be ye glorified. In Jesus' name, I ask all of these things and give you thanks for answer prayer. Count it as done by faith and in accordance with your word. Amen. Ladies, due to the advancement of new technologies, women are in, inundated with information and models of what is an acceptable body image and what lifestyle we should be living in order to fit in with various groups or communities. We are overwhelmed by ads on social media about fashion trends and other things we should acquire to live the fulfilling life that other women seem to be living. Many options online are immediately available at our fingertips and provide us with a blueprint of how things are supposed to be. There is so much thrown at us on a daily basis that we are pulled in many different directions and overwhelmed by all kinds of temptation. Studies show that on any given day, we can have up to 60,000 thoughts. With all of this information thrown at us, if we are not careful, some of those thoughts can tempt us away from walking in God's purpose resulting in a broken heart and a broken spirit. Join me in a leap of faith of trusting God and his word to transform our bodies, our minds, our hearts, and our spirits as we take an exciting journey of self-care because self-care equals self-love. And to that end, today's episode is titled, Temptations Women Struggle With. And ladies, accompanying our struggle with temptation is the potential for sin and even death. Now, not necessarily the death of a person, but the death of a relationship, the termination of a job, or our peace of mind, the peace of mind that we once enjoyed. All of this begins with the seed of temptation. In James chapter 1, verse 21 through 22, the Bible says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. 
This passage of scripture is concerned with an impure manner of living as well as the nature of temptation because after a desire is conceived, it can give birth to sin. And sin, when full grown, gives birth to death. Therefore, we should lay aside all impurity, be doers of the word because the word of God is able to save us both now and eternally. Recognizing some of the temptations that women commonly struggle with can help us determine if these temptations are giving birth to sin in our lives. One temptation women have in is comparing themselves to other women. When a woman becomes aware of another woman's power, her beauty and or her talent, she has a few choices when considering how she will respond. She can either admire, copy, or envy the woman who has these traits. These are the typical responses that women consciously or subconsciously choose when they meet and assess other women instead of focusing on God and his specific plan for you and only you. Comparing yourself to other women can be all-consuming and exhausting. Theodore Roosevelt once said, comparison is the thief of joy. That is because comparison, comparing yourself to someone else and trying to become someone else in the process, you are not and will, excuse me, comparing yourself to someone else and trying to be someone else, you are not and will never be. Galatians chapter four, excuse me, chapter six, verse four says, but let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. The path of envy is a dangerous one that leads to a dark hole that can only be filled by an inner shift in thinking. For example, what if you have not yet walked in your own calling because you are too preoccupied with walking in someone else's calling? Don't you know that what God has for you is for you and no one else can accomplish or achieve God's plan for you like you can. So instead of deceiving yourself, taking a take a careful examination of your works before God so that you do not carry on under self-deception, believing your works are approved before God when in reality they are not. When your works are approved before God, your rejoicing on the day of reward will be for your own works and not the works of another. There are many opportunities that await women every day, but when we compare ourselves to and compete with others in an unhealthy way, we believe that only a subset of those opportunities are available to us. Big minds see the pasture and small minds see a plot of grass. And opportunities are as available as our ability to be grateful. Being thankful is very fulfilling because it removes the blinders that inhibit us. When scarcity is our filter, it means that we believe life is either feast or famine instead of the buffet that awaits us. So let us be careful not to fall short of the mark 
or not perform up to expectations simply because we have fallen into the temptation of comparison. If you have apps or follow people on social media who cause the seed of comparison to enter your mind, delete those apps and unfollow those people so that you begin to shift your focus from comparing yourself to other women to God's purpose on your life. Colossians chapter three, verse two says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Ladies, as we, as believers, we should seek the things above in order for us to seek the things above. Our mind must be set on those things, which are above the best Christian living comes from minds that are fixed on heaven and a Christian woman. We ask Christian women, we must realize that our lives are hidden with Christ, with Christ in God. And since Christ is enthroned in heaven, our thoughts and our hearts are connected to heaven also. Another temptation is jealousy. Now, we talked about jealousy a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to touch on it again today because scripture tells us that jealousy coexists with every evil thing. James chapter three, verse 16 says, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. This is the fruit of human earthly wisdom. The wisdom of the world, the flesh and the devil may be able to accomplish things, but always with the ultimate fruit of confusion and every evil thing. That is because jealousy is focused on what we do not have. And the Bible says a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. See Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30 for that. We all know what it is like to live without peace. And where jealousy exists, there is no peace. Jealousy is a temptation that you can encounter on social media platforms where you read posts of other women's perfect husband, their perfect vacation in um, some exotic uh, uh, country and or their perfect kids. And then you look at your own life and feel that you are falling short or not measuring up because your husband and your children are not perfect, nor can you afford the perfect vacation. James chapter three, verse 16 says, wherever there is jealous and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and and evil of every kind. You might remember that when we talked about jealousy in a prior study, we looked at how Cain became so jealous of his brother Abel that he murdered him. Matthew chapter 15, verse 19 says, murder begins in the heart. As women, we need to be aware of our jealous thoughts and even people we are jealous of and ask God for his wisdom to eliminate any temptation leading to jealousy in our life. Oftentimes with the temptation of jealousy comes the temptation of discontentment. When we are jealous of what others have, we become discontent with what we have 
or do not have. The allure of dissatisfaction is all around us. Our waistlines are not a particular measurement. Our houses are too small and we cannot find a husband or a husband that loves us as another woman's husband loves her. Maybe you cannot afford the name brand purse or a nice car. Perhaps you cannot have children or your children act out every time you take them around someone else's seemingly perfect child. In Philippians chapter 4, just verses 11 through 13, the apostle Paul says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture. I have a lot of favorite scriptures, but this is definitely one of them. We have discontentment rather than peace due to our lack of gratitude. To avoid the temptation of discontentment, we must turn our hearts to gratitude. Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. When we become content and grateful in our own situation and in our own life, God will transform our hearts and replace thoughts of discontentment contentment with a peace that far surpasses our circumstances. So like the apostle Paul, let us learn to be content in whatever state we are in and gratefully unaffected by the circumstances around us as we remove or move away from the temptation of discontentment to living a life full of gratitude and contentment. Another issue women struggle with is the need to control, whether it is an event, other people's lives, someone else's narrative, whatever. There are numerous ways to exert control of over others, such as being tight with money, giving someone the silent treatment when things do not go your way, criticizing other people's behavior or appearance to make them change, dominating conversations, or constantly interrupting other people when they are speaking, manipulating others or lying so that things go your way, etc. Our controlling personality is driven by our anxiety to feel safe and or just because we we worry. Though we need to though the need for control might be an unconscious feeling, anxiety can create a strong desire to control surroundings and other people in order to maintain a sense of order and so that we no longer worry. For example, perhaps we are worried about our children making decisions that we know will lead to trouble or problems. Maybe you are worried that your husband will not make the best decision for your family finances or future. So you step in and make decisions without your husband. Maybe the Lord is telling you to wait on something in your life, but you feel as if you know what is best. So you step in front of God who was working things out for your good, but even though 
you cannot see it. Worry and control are the opposite of trust. Where in your life are you tempted to control? Or who in your life are you controlling? As women, we have got to be aware of our temptation to control and then surrender our ways, thoughts, and ideas of what God can and to fix or what God can fix in our lives. One must turn to a term. We must turn our desire to control into trusting in God. Isaiah chapter 55 verses eight and uh, through nine says, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God does not think the way we do. We get into a lot of trouble thinking that God should think the way we do. Yes, we are made in God's image and we can relate to God's thoughts, but we cannot master them. Also, God does not act or behave the way that we do. He does things his way. And his ways are often not our ways. We get into a lot of trouble when we expect God to act or to behave the way that we do. Another thing women struggle with is self-doubt. A lot of women are negatively affected by self-doubt to the extent that they end up allowing it to hijack their life choices. Unlike men to whom confidence comes easier, women constantly undermine their own capabilities. Self-doubt and low self-esteem are contributing factors when it comes to making inferior choices or settling for less than what we actually deserve. When women think less of themselves, believing that they are unworthy or undeserving. From the decision of who we choose to marry to the paycheck we earn, self-doubt often makes women question their achievements and decisions. Do I deserve it? Am I worth it? What women need to ask themselves is instead is why not? Women are hardworking and talented, so why shouldn't we demand a better paycheck or ask for better working conditions? For those of you who are married and put so much effort to making your marriage work, why not ask your husband to respect you? We live in a society where women have to ask for respect, showcase their hard work, and lay out clear demands so that they are seen, appreciated, and rewarded. But too many times, women refuse to raise their voices to demand what is rightfully theirs because self-doubt constantly asks them, are you sure? Ladies, we cannot overcome temptation if we do not know what it is. One way to study temptation is by uh, dividing uh, tests of faith, which are from God, from temptation, which are not from God, along with knowing when temptation turns into sin. 
James chapter one, verses 15, uh, 13 through 15 says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. A lot of people have a, a problem with that. They believe that God tempts them uh, and, and he does it. And sometimes uh, things happen in our life that we question. That's not a pleasant situation. Uh, God will allow certain things to happen in our life, but he doesn't tempt us to do evil. Rather, God gives us the power to resist temptation, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Um, which says no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I like that, that there is, that God will make a way of escape when you find yourself in a in a situation, it's not safe, it's not healthy, it's not, look for the way out. God will always make a way of escape. Too many times we want to excuse our particular tempting circumstances as very unique or a special exception, but God reminds us that our temptation is not unique. Many other men and women of God have faced the same or similar temptation and have found the strength in God to overcome the temptation. So we can be victorious in the strength of Jesus, not in our own strength, to fight temptation with Jesus's power. Like the girl who was asked if Satan ever tempted her to do wrong. Oh, yes, she replied. But when he knocks at the door of my heart, I just pray, Lord Jesus, please go to the door for me. What happens then? She was asked. Oh, everything turns out all right. When Satan sees Jesus, he runs away every time. And her simple faith, the little girl realized that even the strongest Christian is no match for the devil. Only Jesus has defeated him. And as we struggle with temptation, ladies, we must be strong in the strength of our Lord. Our In our daily bread, it's a little devotional. In the year 1980, F.B. Meyer wrote this. He said, there is only one way by which the tempter can be met. He laughs at our good resolutions and ridicules the pledges with which we fortify ourselves. Satan fears only one. He who is the in the hour of greatest weakness defeated him and who knows who now has been raised far above all principalities and powers to deliver frail and tempted souls. Christ conquered the prince of this world in the days of his flesh and is prepared to do as much again for each of us as we seek his aid. Ladies, Jesus's victory over Satan was not final and neither is ours. And we struggle with temptation. You can win a victory today, but the enemy will abide his time or will bide his time and return another day, especially when you are vulnerable. 
As long as we are in our physical body, we cannot claim complete and final victory over the world, flesh, or the devil. Temptation, unlike opportunities, will always give you many second chances. As such, constant vigilance is required. The Bible commands us to flee certain sin, but to resist the devil. If we put on the full armor of God, we can stand firm in the evil day. But we cannot relax our guard until we are face to face with our Lord Jesus, who has overcome the enemy. And if we depend on him, we can resist temptation. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Second, at Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y.com. You may donate to Broken Vessels, hyphen, Mended and Whole. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Please join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you. Amen.